Yep. Episode 27, Dewey Dudes. Big, uh, big recent development in the skincare world. Cancel culture is alive and well. Another corporation goes down. We're bringing this up because on this amazing pod and the previous one, we discussed a hot up-and-coming sunscreen. Right? What sunscreen? Sunscreen brand Purito. Purito. Specifically, I think the Centella Green Level Unscented Sun SPF 50 Plus. I think that's yes. the product that we were talking about. A lot of uh, big, real liked it. Our upcoming guests liked it. A lot of YouTube people love it. Mm-hmm. But it turns out they were lying to the public. <laughs> what were they lying about? They were advertising this, the uh, saying the SPF was as high as 84.5, right? 84.5, yeah. I, at least, I think, I don't know if that was like the consumer facing Yeah, the SPF, packaging says 50 SPF. But at least was 50 plus, plus, plus. Yeah. So it was supposed to be really good. And um, this Instagram page? Yeah, Insta Decoder. In, I think, Insta Decoder, I don't know if they're relatively yeah. new. They just popped up on my radar because they only have a few posts, but they're all dedicated mm-hmm. to... Um, investigative skincare journaling, but they've got like 64,000 people following them now. But I think this is what put them on the map because this was the first time I saw it. Yeah, Um, this is the first time I saw it too. They ran two tests to uh, figure out the efficacy of of the sunscreen and turns out it only tested around 19, 20 SPF, which I guess a lot of people are saying it's better than nothing. Right. You know, the point of that's why you got to reapply. But... Quite a big difference from SPF 50. Quite the difference. Quite the difference. They you know, yeah. halted sales for the time being. And I think right now they're placing blame on the manufacturer, which, yeah. you know, I mean, someone's got someone, someone's to be blamed when you're doing your little PR battle. Um, yeah. But it's just funny because it's like in moments like this, you realize how when they're like, oh, well, you know, we, we sent this to the manufacturer and blah, 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 blah. In these instances, it's like you forget that all of these brands have the same manufacturer, the same just manufacturer, like variations yeah. of the same, like different formulas. And you're like, oh, wait, okay. Yeah. The fucking skincare industry is just, you know, mask off is it's just, just everything else. marketing, <laughs> just branding. Yeah. It's like when you go and buy a, the first time I ever bought like an external hard drive, I was like, what's the difference? And he was like, the same manufacturer manufacturer makes all these. The only difference is this one has like some shock, like resistance on the outside. But um, yeah, yeah, and you know they pulled Purito was pulling the receipts. They were saying that that manufacturer has a uh, was issued a warning in 2018 by the FDA. Mm. But do we trust the FDA? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't I'm know. Kidding. Do we? I'm you know what's kidding. gonna what's um know. is the you FDA know, in charge of this vaccine? vaccine? Yeah, I mean they they uh, they're getting close to approving it. Okay, uh, that's, it, that's by good. By the end of this week, by the time you listen to this podcast, it could be approved. Mm. But let's not stray away from today's breaking news. Uh, so that's the Perito thing. Yeah. Um, but today we have a really, really, really amazing episode with an incredible guest. Today we have an amazing guest, someone that we wanted to speak to for a long time, uh, very online, mostly on Twitter. We forget that like we're not really on Twitter. I mean, individually yeah, we're on, all. we lurk, but like, insta- like you know, Dewey Dudes wise, it's like there is no presence on Twitter. Abysmal, you know, abysmal we'll let, we'll let the, you know, the deranged people of Twitter.com 
fight it out and just yeah do whatever the fuck they're doing. But um, <laughs> you know, we really wanted to talk to this person because she's got such a amazing understanding of what it's like to be a man today because <laughs> yeah. she is the deputy editor of Mel magazine um uh-huh. the, uh, a publication dedicated to figuring out what does masculinity and maleness i hate that i just said maleness i made that up maleness. uh look like in our current moment and uh yeah. we just had a really awesome conversation that you're about to hear about masculinity and we're hoping you guys enjoy this uh, let us know your thoughts what else, Emilio? What else can we say? We got to let the episode speak for itself. Hell yeah. All right. It's, cool. Uh, All right. So, Alana, thank you so much for being here. Um, we were thinking, I was, we were, I was talking to Amelia, we were thinking a really fun way of kicking off this episode. Um, for, the pe- for the listeners who don't really know much about Mel Magazine, um, to kind of get them familiar, familiar with the publication, we could just jump into uh, a piece that Amelia and I really enjoyed to kind of get okay. to know the depraved journalist over at Bell. Um, and this story yeah. is the the weirdest stuff we found in a guy's bathroom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. And then I thought, so we could talk about that. Then after that, we can get to know you, your skincare, skincare routine, your background, and then talk about like masculinity, politics, and online culture. Um, oh, does that sound good? Sounds like a great conversation to me. Oh, yeah. amazing. Uh, so... The the article that I just mentioned, the weirdest stuff found in a guy's bathroom, I think it was like compiled by Isabel Cohn. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of different types of guys covered in this article at their <laughs> bathrooms. Um, yeah. Without kind of giving away too much. I mean, you have the the quintessential dude without a razor, soap, no bath mat guy. Uh, I think there's somebody in there who has like baby teeth from high school in his, <laughs> like mm-hmm. as a memento to his youth somewhere. And then there's like one writer who talks about walking into like a dirty Lower East Side apartment for like an orgy. And then he goes to this guy's bathroom and opens up the shower curtain to see like it's the guy's kitchen sink. So a lot quintessential Lower East Side. I mean, I have that going on, too. You know, my sink is my shower. (laughs) But to um, that extent, but and you pay five thousand dollars a month for that setup. I'm sure. Oh shit, I do. <laughs> you got a COVID. You got a COVID deal. I got a COVID deal on the apartment. Oh, you did. I did. Oh, yeah, I heard the rents are are lowering now to maybe yeah four thousand a month. Yeah, just a just an easy four thousand um, off of off <laughs> yeah. of a podcaster's salary of yeah, of yeah. zero dollars a year. Um, um, well, I love that piece. I think that piece is like really kind of representative of what Mel does in that um, you know we're a men's magazine, but our purpose is sort of to investigate masculinity and be curious about it in a way that I don't think a lot of mainstream men's magazines do. Um, so that's a perfect example of like what's going on in men's bathrooms (laughs) and like why. Right. Um, I love that. I mean, the range, first of all, I love that Miles Clee, one of our amazing writers can't help himself from, from, from picking an example that shows how much sex he has. Uh, right. You know, yeah, I mean, gotta get yeah. that in, that, gotta get yeah. in. Like I'm going to have a foursome. Gotta and this is that. Yeah. Um, that's funny. You yeah. Know. No, 
Well, you know, I always say too, our, here's a little masculine t- like tidbit. I think uh, I used to joke with Emilio. He's probably like about to cringe, but for some reason with men, you know, they're not, they don't, they don't, um, they always kiss and tell. So it's like, it's like the concept of uh, a tree falling in the forest. If you can't, if you, if you're not there to see it, like, did it actually fall? It's like, if you, oh if you, God. if you, if you had sex with someone, it didn't tell anybody about it. Did you really have sex? So no, not oh, according damn. to the man. No. Yeah. You got to tell your boys. Um, yeah. But what's funny is like, they asked me to contribute to, they were like, do you have any? Oh. And it's kind of insane that in that moment, I couldn't think of anything just based on, just the whole year. Like, how did I not, I think I actually blacked it out. Like, I think that going into the standard guy's bathroom is so disturbing that like you kind of, you're hungover and you're just not, you're like, I'm going to pretend that this didn't happen. I'm disassociating. Right. Yeah. I mean, I remember even in college, like going to a frat party and seeing the bathrooms in there. And then, um, knowing that like somebody had spent the night there, I can't imagine waking up there and like, in this hungover state, looking around really like taking a good look at all the corners yeah I think actually the main thing in in like the average guy bathroom is just a bunch of like random beard trimming hairs like we've also done pieces on how like there's like seems to be some disconnect between like cleaning up the hair that you that you cut off of your body and face like I just like so many just like normalized it's normalized that there's just this dust yeah uh, yeah. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah, I've lived like with people who have problems with that. Yeah, little little hair everywhere. I I feel like yeah, Emilio and I both have that. Pro- even no. though we clean up after it, it's just not as like Emilio's cleaner than me. But like, I clean the hair. I will clean it up, and it'll still be there. It's like you can't get rid of it. I, There's some, I for some know, reason you but can't can get you, rid of it. Can you? Get, <laughs> you I think you can't do it. But you, you can. What are you yeah, doing you to get rid of it? What are you um, doing? Not enough. Sweat, <laughs> sweat, sweat, yeah. <laughs> just get a wet paper towel and. Yes, a little tutorial. Let's go. Yeah, and then no. another thing that's typically in their bathrooms, which we've also written a bunch about, is like the two in one. Like oh, yeah. you're just like you yes. go into the shower and you're like, "What fresh hell awaits me here?" And it's like they literally <laughs> just have one product yeah. that they use all over their body. Uh, I mean, we've we've memed that too many yeah. times. Um, <laughs> I know, I know, you guys. This is old I, hat. I feel like there's a, another thing. I guess I'm noticing at like is. Just what about what about like uh, pee stains around the toilet? That's oh, nice, cool. right? I, that's still like I'll go into some random guy's bathroom and I look around and I'm like, how are you? How, how is that ending up there? Do you feel that way, Evan? Or are you one of the um, one of the? Uh, I am that, oh, guy, you are that so guy. I I know how it ends up there. It um it's called bad vision. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, what's also interesting about this conversation is I remember like being bi and dating women too. Like, while I do think that like men by and large are like more disgusting and obviously care less about this, like the average guy's bathroom is probably worse than the average woman's bathroom. Like once I get like the first girl that I really dated, I remember being like, this is so exciting. Like I went into my bathroom to her bathroom to wash my face before going to bed. And I was like super stoked because I was like, finally, there is going to be like a good cleanser, like maybe even like <laughs> some P50, you know? Damn. And it oh, was yeah. the most barren, disgusting bat. Like literally hand soap was the only option. I was oh, just like, what? Man. So I do think it is like crosses gender yeah. in that way. Oh, like some sure. women are also really uninterested and don't mm. clean their bathrooms. Well, it's like the new New Yorker cover. Do you see that with, oh. uh, it's kind of with the, the woman who's like zooming in her thirties and it's like, 
her place is a like a, it's like that meme. It was like it was like uh, damn, you know, the meme that's like damn, bitch, you live like this. You know which one I'm talking about? I, I don't, oh, yeah, but I that's hilarious. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was super. It was super funny, and she had like all all due respect. This is you know great person, but she did have like one pillow. I was like, what the. I, I thought I was getting pillows, the throw pillow, oh, the whole meme, the, everything. Yeah. She wanted to get close, you know, you know, <laughs> yeah. pull me closer. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, well, it's funny in that article, and we could wrap the yeah. talking up about weird bathrooms, but so one of your writers was, she was most upset that the bathroom she walked into, the guy had better like skincare products mm-hmm. than her. Like she was upset at that. Mm. And, uh, you know, I'm, I, it, I think we uh, t- took issue with that. Just kidding, we, did it. we don't <laughs> no. care. But like, it's it's funny. I like there have been moments because we'll they'll, we'll get some products from um, for, like it just looks like we just get products from. It's okay. You, are, say it. we, we you have a PR lot of badges. products. Yeah, proud of it. it's but no, no, it's it's cool. It's funny, but like you walk in, like someone the other night was like, "Oh, do you have like chapstick?" And I was like, "No, but I got this Tatcha lip mask to <gasps> use." Oh, oh my God. Great. So I wonder if she got upset about that. Okay. So. I, yeah, I completely disagree with that. Cool. I, <laughs> my current boyfriend, I remember like going to his house, spending the night, begrudgingly going, I don't like spending the night cause I can't do my routine. Okay. My routine, my routine, right. you miss one night suddenly your skin is just like you're like the wicked witch of the west (laughs) so i like go into his bathroom and honestly like i should have known because his house you know just like everything was thoughtful and like clearly really into like cooking and tinctures like very la shit so but i just was (laughs) like oh god here we go and i opened his cabinet and it's like the most amazing stuff like he had um living libations which is like i don't know if you guys know that brand but it used to be kind of more indie. Now it's at Urban Outfitters, I guess. But like, yeah. it's a Canadian brand. The one store in the U.S. is in Venice. It's like super hippie L.A., like high-end chic Gwyneth Paltrow shit with Clean, like vegan, psychedelic yeah. label. Like smells like a farmer's market. <laughs> so, like $75 a bottle. Yeah. And he had like a, a, like a, like a row. Whoa. And I was like, wow. Like this got is. got a top shelf. Yeah. yeah, no, he had like a, like good cologne and like the rose water i was obsessed i was like i'm so impressed i used it all he actually later once we started really dating was like alana can you you're kind of using a lot of it like (laughs) you're using like because i would just be hey what's up he's like what's up i'm at your house setting boundaries boundaries. (laughs) but i thought it was such like a not only did i like it because it's like oh i love skincare you like skincare but like but like really showed that he like cares about himself and like, yeah. I don't know. I thought it was like that's, that's very impressive. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm always concerned if, uh, when it happened, like not me particularly, but like if people have the, like, it, like the writer, um, in that piece who is upset about it, uh, if people are always like, they, they immediately go to like Patrick Bateman mind. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, I'm going yeah, totally. to die here. I'm going to die. <laughs> Cause this, this like, uh, you know, this narcissistic sociopath is so obsessed with image and present, you know, like, but maybe you know what's so funny is like the sociopathic men I know have been like not into skincare at all. Yeah. Oh, thank God. They've been, they've been the two in ones. Yeah. That makes more sense. So I, that's really interesting. Do, do like women like say things to you? Uh, Oh, like, are they like, this is like, wow. I don't know. I mean, people I date, but, um, I have had like one or two little flings kind of like make me feel weird about it. Not weird. Just like, oh, like, um, oh, you're really into that, huh? 
that. Oh yeah. My God. Or I'll get called out on it. Be like, Evan, Evan, you didn't do your skincare routine for like two days. Like, are you really into this? <laughs> oh, I don't understand. Yeah. Okay. Maybe this is just like, I clearly like my job of like being woke on gender and being bi, but it's like, I love do, and we can do skincare routines together. Like, oh, we'll do like the Aztec, yeah. like oh, mask. Yeah. And then we'll like all, he, you know, he has the, he's not an expert. I'm sure you guys are like, yeah. <laughs> You're fucking, you're good genes. Damn, we're gurus. No. You're doing, you're doing a toner. You're doing a, you know, um, a vitamin C. He's, he's the basics, yeah, right? Yeah. So he'll, right. I'll like teach him. I'll be like, put on this P50, just a little. And he's like, yeah. what is, you know, it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've had that uh, relationship with exes before. Yeah. I feel like it, it is definitely one of those things you want. It's, it can be a bonding activity. Yeah. I think that's how men get into it. That so, is. You know, Cause like, they're like, show me what this is. Show yeah. me what it is. Yeah. And it's, 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 it is fun to be like, okay, how did I learn about this? And it's usually there, you know, there's a woman in your life. Um, if you're, I guess if you're a straight guy, yeah. but like it, or no, or if not, you know, a mother yeah. could have taught you these things. It was a bonding and experience. Like, yeah. With like my mother growing up and that's why right. I'm still into it today. I think. Or if you had like a lot of skin issues as a teen yeah. growing up mm-hmm. and that's how you got into it. Yeah. Like you, that's how a lot of, I think a lot of men who know more, it's because they went to a dermatologist and they were battling like very severe acne mm-hmm. or, you know, so um, it's wild to see like how people's, you know, their, their, um, I guess their grooming and hy- like hygiene, their, their habits, how they form and uh, what it says about gender. And um, so I was thinking, you know, like we could just go into Mel magazine, like how explain one, like your position there and how you can't, there's a lot of questions, but like, <laughs> just, just, just talk about like how you got, ended up there and like what Mel is. And cause we've been so in like in love with it because it kind of has, and this might sound really cringe, but like, um, how it, it still kind of has this very like personal, cause I feel like a lot of, a lot of publications still don't like do the whole entire, again, forgive my, forgive me for saying this, the whole entire Gawker, like Jezebel esque yeah. like, like personal essay, funny kind of like really online research mm-hmm. to kind of tie things in nobody I, I don't feel like a lot of places still do that yeah um but mel does such a like amazing job of doing it like every headline i read is like it's clickbaity for me like specifically me you well know? that's what that's really good to hear yeah and yeah. a lot of that is cooper fleshman amazing audience director and headline master um who you guys would probably be friends so he's writing headlines for himself and um <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, that's a great question. I, people always are curious about me specifically because I was like a feminist writer and editor, um, for a really long time, like kind of known for writing pieces, dunking on men. So people were very confused when I went to a men's magazine, but I think, um, it wasn't any men's magazine. It was Mel specifically. Um, and Josh Schulmeyer, the amazing editor in chief, like his, he was at Playboy before, but his kind of like vision for the publication was, you know, with, with female publications, like there's such a range, right? Like, you know, there used to be just the glossy high-end magazines. And then with the internet, we saw things like Jezebel and the hairpin and, and Exojane and all these different websites sort of, sort of spiral out to serve different types of women and men's publishing never really saw that at all. It was like, Mm -hmm. you know, GQ telling you like to buy like a $500 ax. And then there was like bar stool or maybe like bro Bible, but like we never saw publications for men we knew in our lives that Mm -hmm. actually dealt with the issues that like 
um, relationships, money, work, um, body image, like actual things that the men we know struggle with in the way that like something like Jezebel really did for women. And we were like, why doesn't that exist for men? Um, and he and I started talking and I was like, I had spent, I felt a lot of time like preaching to the choir of women about like, Oh, look at this shitty thing men do. Mm. Um, and it felt sort of unproductive to me. And so the idea of getting to make content for men felt like, wow, like maybe actually we could change some of this stuff instead of just like bitching about it nonstop online. Um, and it also seemed like an insane challenge. Like how do we make like kind of a feminist men's magazine without it being like the most cringe annoying thing in the world. Yeah. Um, and that was the challenge and it like took us a while, but I feel pretty happy with it in terms of like, you know, especially now as a bunch of sites have gone away, it sort of has the best of, you know, sort of those, that Gawker era style of internet, but also like old magazine style features and internet culture writing. Um, yeah. So that's kind of, does that answer your question? No, it does. And I remember like hearing you talk about like some of the proud, some of the pieces that have come out like under, under like your, your guidance of like, I know there is one really awesome piece about, like supporting like your partner through an abortion mm-hmm. like things like that that like which I found was really surprising when you you mentioned oh look like this hadn't been an article ever really yeah you know it yeah. was like kind of the first of its kind and I mean that just kind of goes to show like like how you guys think at Mel because mm-hmm. it not just like a topic that's that's has that's very like hard to talk about but also just in things that are ahead of the curve yeah, it's, it's too it's really like on the beat and everything is still sort of like the conversation around masculinity is so outdated on a lot of these other publications. Yeah, exactly. I mean, when we first started Mel, I actually think we were like too far, like we get ripped off a year later. Like it's like, we're too ahead of the conversation for masculinity, like that it can be kind of frustrating. Um, But that's like, that's a perfect example. Thanks for shouting out that piece. Like, and and I'm sort of tasked with, I do a lot of the features and the big projects across all, you know, all, um, sorry, all the desks on the magazine. And like, and that came out of like the abortion conversation was super, super hot in the news. And like, how does a men's magazine when, when men are told, like, this is not a topic that we care about what you have to say, like, how do we, how do we make content around that for men? Because abortion still happened to them. Right. Um, and so that piece was like, I probably one of my favorite things I did at Mel, like all the reporters across all across the entire United States, like talking to pro-choice men about like their, how the abortion impacted their relationship, like how they wish that they could have been more there for their partner. And that piece, like, yeah, it is. I was surprised. I was like, I can't believe this doesn't exist, um, on the internet. Like I keep sending like I've sent it as links to men as like an actual resource um right yeah right yeah and even just like we also did a piece on trans men who get abortions and that one like the alt-right was really pissed about that Um, (laughs) but like trying to kind of constantly I don't know be be kind of one step ahead of the conversation and kind of talk about the things that actually are like men do have feelings about abortion. It's just like, no one wants to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. And maybe they shouldn't in certain contexts, obviously I'm not saying of course, that. Yeah. they should, but like, 
you know, the feminist movement clearly in, like is brought women and like the nuance to conversations around femininity and womanhood, like so far beyond men that like, we're still back there talking about like masculine tropes of like Don Draper, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And as though those are like, uh, like, it's kind of funny. Cause I, I see the, these things pop up, like, you know, the whole entire, um, I guess like, um, like Tony Soprano, like whatever happened to Gary Cooper and like all these, like, mm-hmm. um, or like Clint East, like these, these, these models of masculinity, these figures who like are deeply like actually like anti anti-heroes are like very reactionary uh-huh. and like are very broken too. Like mm-hmm. in, in that you could, there, you can unpack that stuff because it is interesting too. Like, um, I don't know. Yeah. There isn't a lot of nuance talking I mean, outside of like Mel, I would say like, about talking through masculinity in a way that doesn't look like it's like signaling yeah. something, you know, like right. I, I remember I said you like a little, just a little like a thought of mine, how in, and not in like a very like moral, like me moralizing or making any like past judgments, like in 2017, you know, like there, I feel like there was this kind of um, like just among like men and trying to insert themselves in the discourse of being like, Oh yeah. You know, like, like, be like, yeah, I, I should kill myself. Like I'm just going to simp so hard to like, not, yeah. you know, to, to be a part of the movement. Yeah. And like, it's, it's kind of interesting now to, to, to see how, how these conversations are shifting in a way that are productive in that. Like, I, I really like, I like how Mel magazine does a, like inserts or like, like actually researches the point of view of, of very reactionary people yeah. and appropriate some of their speak to be like, Hey, look, like this is, this is existing. Like this is, this is what's up. Mm. And like, there's a lot of things that we can like dissect from it. And I know that sometimes it can be like, um, um, like a headache to be like, Oh my God, why are we giving this so much attention to these fuckers online? (laughs) But like, it it does kind of speak to this, like this, this online rhythm that everyone's tapped into and they can't get out of. Yeah. I mean, what's interesting, the thing about Mel that, um, we kind of strive for is like, it's interesting how we piss a lot of different people off. You know, you would think, you know, the right thinks we're just like so left and that the left loves us, but like the left also gets mad at us. Like we try to constantly be a moving target of just like making content that we think is true and real and not um, clinging to any ideology too hard. I would say like a good example of that is right when I got there, I wrote this piece that coined the term cuck boy, which was like, Oh, I read that. I, yeah, yeah. That, so that's a perfect example. Like, um, cuck boy, basically, it's like the term fuck boy, but changed to cuck because all like the right was using this word cuck constantly to describe like now what we would call simps, but like leftist loser men that were just like groveling to try to get pussy. Um, and so it was just this piece like making fun of these guys that are like obsessed with Bernie and like think they're so woke, but are actually treating women like shit. Um, yeah. And like, that got me on the Nazi blogs. And that also got like prominent leftists telling me that I'm ugly and no one wants to fuck me at the DSA meeting. So like, yeah. Um, But that's, I think that's a good example of like, I I, I didn't know any fucking (laughs) way. What? I didn't know any fucking. I didn't know any fucking went on at the DSA meetings. Oh God! Are you kidding? There's a sexual harassment scandal like every day. Oh, oh, that's true. There is one out of Lawrence, Kansas. I mean, it's true. Like they, every, you know. I mean, I don't know what it's like now. This was years ago, but Mm, right. Well, should we before we continue talking about Mel, since this is a skincare podcast? (laughs) Sorry. 
No, no, no. This is all our fault. Um, let's go into your skincare routine for a little bit. Okay. And you can run us through what you're doing. It could be your AM lineup or your PM lineup, whatever you're feeling. Okay. So you know what's really, I haven't heard a lot of discourse around this. Like I don't have a set routine. Okay. I do do a bunch of different things at night and in the morning, but I like mix it up depending on what yeah. my skin is like that day. So it's mm. not like every single day I do like on, on TikTok and all this stuff. It's like the same thing. I'm like, don't you get bored? Doesn't your skin get bored? So like I'll have like an option of like five serums and it's like, sometimes I'll do the niacinamide, niacinamide. Mm. Niacinamide. Yeah. Sometimes I'll yeah. vitamin C. Like yeah. it's right. not set. I think I don't know. Do you guys? What about you? Yeah, I mean, I think it depends for me personally. The amount of like right now that we've been <laughs> lucky enough to receive some PR packages. I have a lot of stuff sitting around, so I have been testing out a lot of stuff, and I'll keep something for like a week and then try something else out the next week. So I am doing that a lot. Um, I guess I guess I use the same things when I'm being really lazy about it. So yeah, in that respect, I do kind of like shift it around a lot. What about you, Evan? Um, I have like, I have one thing that like I always use like no, at night at yeah. least. What is always. it? The, uh, well, it's, it's just my moisturizer that has vitamin A in it. Right. And so like I'm on a, a certain like step up kind of yeah, I mean, um, I, I'm on that with retinol too. Yeah, uh. yeah. So like, I'm on like a kind of low. Well, I guess it's not the lowest dosage, but I'm building up and making sure every night I put that on. And then like, I mostly have like I exfoliate once, like do a chemical peel once a week. Mm -hmm. You know, like that's kind of. But I'm I'm with Emilio. It's like, oh, I have all these products, and I have these moisturizers that I know that aren't very irritating. That I'll, you know, if if I'll use one, if I'm like, oh, okay, wait, actually, I want. I, I kind of like the way this feels a little bit more than that yeah. one, or it is kind of just us trying to like drain our, our, um, <laughs> supply all the products. Like, Oh, how do we get rid of this yeah. shit without, cause you don't want to be wasteful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. But that's where we're at. But I like, I guess the discourse around not having a set routine, I, I think more people than not probably don't have that are probably, probably always changing yeah. it up. Like, especially with like a spot treatment here. Yeah, and there. exactly. But, well, and it's like some nights you want to go like full, like snail, cummed all over your face like mommy <laughs> like some nights yeah, you're done yeah. you know what i mean yeah um but there are definitely products that we can let's go through because there's definitely stuff that like i love to use all Great. the time um for cleansers there's like the squalene ordinary cleanser that i actually do, is sold out now it's like oh, so man. popular um it's just this amazing like texture and it's very very like non-strip whatever I also like, I'm obsessed with skin talk. Skin talk has really helped me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's TikTok, the skincare oh, TikTok. Sk um, no, we but they like TikTok. got me into being like, stop buying expensive cleansers, just like get Cetaphil and CeraVe and they're yeah. amazing. Yeah. Right. Cause I it's just like, it's on your face for such a short amount of time. You shouldn't be spending that much money on it. Is that yeah, what Yeah. And yeah. like, you just want the least amount of ingredients, like the most mild thing possible. Yeah. To right. Prep for the rest. Right. Right. So mm -hmm. Using those has been great. Again, shout out to the ordinary. I'm. I, I know it's like kind of, again on skin talk. It's a little controversial. Do you, you guys know that brand, the ordinary? Yeah, I mean, yes, is it yeah, controversial yeah. because of the, all the shit that happened with the founder? No, or? there's two. No, there's multiple. No, no, no. Oh, okay. I so there. You should feel bad about that. There's like the founder stuff, right? So yeah. then you feel bad. But no, it's most people don't give a shit about that. Unfortunately, <laughs> it's because people think products shouldn't be that cheap. They're not good ingredients. Like yeah. 
So there are a lot of people on there that are like, if vitamin C is $5, then like clearly it's not good vitamin C. Mm-hmm. Um, it shouldn't be that cheap. I don't really give a shit or I think they're great. Yeah. <laughs> like I think yeah. the ordinary, because the price point is so low has gotten me to try yeah. so many different things I never would have tried. And like my skin is better than ever. So whatever, like would a $30 vitamin C be better? Sure. But right. is, is any vitamin C better than none? Yeah. And also like we, I actually don't know how much it costs to produce these products. Like yeah. I'm not going to pretend to know. They also but, always like, um, I think they're just like really, really simplifying the formula. They that are. leads to it being cheaper than a vitamin C that also has like ferulic acid and a bunch of other things in it. Exactly. I actually like that it's simple. Yeah. It's just sort of like the essence of it. Right. Um, so like, I love their hydrolonic acid. Uh, their like retinoid and squalene is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um their lactic acid is great. And those like, it's not really set. It's kind of just like, I probably put hydrolonic acid every morning. Mm -hmm. Um, But at night it's like, am I getting some pimples? Then I'll use the niacinamide, you know? Mm -hmm. I can't, using retinol, I can actually, this is a great retinol I can use every night because it's like 2% and it's in squalene, which is like an oil. So that's Mm -hmm. really nice. Mm -hmm. But like, sometimes it's getting dry from the retinol. So then I'll do a, you know, a richer Tata Harper cream. Um, oh, okay. Is it the reason? Oh, yeah. No, so my, here's the thing with my, I, I do the ordinary, which I love is just like pure chemicals. And right. then maybe it's because I was raised in California or something, but like my ideal skincare is like, is I want to smell like Gwyneth Paltrow's like vagina. Like it needs <laughs> to be like organic y. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, like there's I, been an egg it in it. It needs to be like a hundred dollars and basically smells like a woman just like gathered raw botanicals and like yeah. mushed them up. And you're like, I don't know what this is, but I trust it yeah. in my soul that it is making my skin better. Does that make sense? Yeah. Have you heard of Marie Veronique? Yes. Um, I think, I think they're sold in the goop store too. Very like, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Um, another example is like Osea, which I'm in love with, yeah. but it's very pricey and uh-huh. based in Malibu, like <laughs> organic um it's it's so amazing like you just can't you just can't recreate that kind of like smell too yeah it's i understand it's like vintner's daughter like that's all they're selling people are like this isn't a great oil it just literally smells so good but i think there's a balance like i don't like good jeans because it smells like lysol to me Mm -hmm. like i don't understand why that's just not my so you don't you don't want to feel like some people want to they want to feel like their skincare is like very kind of like sterile medicinal, yeah. like MD. And then the, yeah, it's uh, talking to you, even though you like your, you like the simplified ingredients, but also you like the element of, of like fragrance and just feeling like there's something kind of more spiritual. happening. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Okay. And I mean, like also I'm trying to transition to like only using like all natural shampoo, like a shampoo bar and like apple cider vinegar in my hair. Like there is this weird part, like okay, California yeah. aspect yeah. of me, like Dr. Bronner's where I just kind of, I don't know exactly why. I think maybe I'm into essential oils and it feels like that's when it feels really like self carry because the smell, yeah. the mm-hmm. texture. Do you think it's a product of like the culture surrounding those things in, in California? I, I I don't mean to generalize, but like most people I know that once they like move out to California, 
they, they get very into those things. Yeah. I absolutely was going to say that, but then I was like, it's sort of anecdotal. And as a journalist, I don't really like have yeah. proof, but I feel like the skincare on the East coast, like it's totally different. Even Todd to Harper, like I see New Yorkers are into this and this is like totally like hippie to them. To me, this is like sort of not hippie. Yeah. Like we're absolutely like, we're out here like drinking matcha latte. Like they they'll discover different beauty things that people have been doing like a little bit later. Um, and yeah, no, there's definitely more of a focus in California on that. That's just the culture. Yeah. I mean, in, I, I guess there, there are a lot of, um, sorry, my garbage of, truck is oh, yeah, going sorry. by. <laughs> it's okay. As, as oh, we it's talk okay. about how LA is just so. Oh, I mean, that's, yeah, that's New York got, all the time, yeah. you know, yeah. it's like, Oh, you kind of miss it. If you don't see it, you're like, Oh, where's the garbage? I love, yeah. I love the whiff oh. of garbage in the summer. <laughs> Beautiful. What else? Uh, okay. I, oh, fuck. No, oh, like, like a good example, yeah, heritage yeah. store, Rosewall. No, I'm oh. not buying some like bullshit. This is, you got this at your farmer's market in like <laughs> 2005. Okay. Yeah. In San Francisco where I grew up. Damn. Yeah. It looks like they that. recently changed the label and people are freaking mm. out because if anyone wants to Google this heritage store, Rosewater and glycerin, it's like an iconic one of like the first rose waters. And like, if you, if you grew up in any kind of hippie environment, this label is, means a lot to you. And they're trying to change it to be more like something that would be in like a Sephora. And we're like, no, oh, no, no, yeah. keep it, keep it like that. Yeah. Keep it like you're going into and a co-op. Cheap. And yeah. yeah. Um, and we love it. Like, what are they going to change Dr. Bronner's next? I'm freaking out. <laughs> if they do that, they're, they're a little, it'll yeah. be like some like psyop. It'll be like, Oh, look, we wanted you guys talking about yeah. it. Yeah. But you yeah. know, what's like, funny. Psych- I'm like this. And then I'm also like, get me the chemicals from the ordinary that are like, probably not with the like abusive founder. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. it's just R- RIP. We're all, yeah. we're all a lot we're of hypocrisy. Trying. Oh, P50. Can we talk Ooh, about that? Yes, oh, let's talk about it. Yes. So this is the one, this is like, people are like, it smells bad. I'm like, I don't give a shit. This does smell bad. Yeah. Because it works. Because it works. How often are this, you using yeah. it? How often are you using it? A couple times a week. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's good. That's perfect. Um, I was, you know, I did the good jeans thing and I was yeah. like, you know what? I'm not going to let these New York influencers ever like tell me what to, I'm sorry. But like, Faux Ooh, out of here. Yeah, it's not. I'm, good jeans. I felt really betrayed because it's super expensive, and I just could not believe. Like, when I first smelled it, I was like, "Is something wrong?" Yeah, I mean, we. Uh, but I, I also don't think it works well. Personally. I don't think it works well either, and I don't think I've actually ever paid for it. We, they say they said it. Oh my god! <laughs> I, I, wow, we have I these robes. We have these robes. Okay, that say, but imagine uh, how mad you would yeah. be if you paid. Yeah, for no, it. I I don't think personally. I don't think a lot of the Sunday Riley stuff. Um, Neither do I. That to me, <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, go, no, no, go ahead. It, to it me, Sunday work. Riley really is like overpriced. Like, why don't you just get your stuff at a, at a like CVS? Because to me, like the, the they're the same. There's not there's nothing about that product that like feels like it needs to be as expensive mm. as it is. Yeah, I use like a body scrub that they have that I think is is relatively cheap, but that's about it. Not a lot, not a lot of the skincare stuff. I really hope they're not listening. <laughs> I know. I know, I right? Gift, they they gift I do, us some stuff. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I okay, but this, to, to gift 
<laughs> the stuff that oh, we Oh, God. I, should I? I know. I shouldn't have said but, that. No, no, no. I'm no, just it, saying no, you no, never okay. know. Look, when you're, you. when you're deep in, like, skin talk and deep yeah. in, like, skincare influencers, like, and they recommend an expensive product, I, I'm, you know, some stuff just works. I believe that good jeans really works on some people yeah. and just not me. Like, I, you know, yeah. it doesn't work on my skin. But when there's an expensive product, you're really rolling the dice. So when I got P50, it was just like, here we go. Here we go. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like yeah. gambling. What spa did you pick it up from? Because, you know, they only sell oh, spa. one, like, online. There's, like, that one online. Oh, uh, Emilio. Do you, what's it called? Spa. What, Rescue Spa? You guys know what I'm talking about. Re- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then it, yeah. And for some reason, this one, like, really did it for me. Yeah. I, um, no, it's, uh, we had a guest on two days ago, Rio, that was saying you should only be using it, like, once a week. You haven't, how long, how many, how long have you been using it? Oh, like a year? Like a year? Oh, I guess it's. Have you had any it's issues with it? Because she, find, she finds that there's, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it depends. Oh, that's, yeah. I mean, I don't use it. At, some people use it every, I think I, there was like a period of time where I used it all the time, but. Well, yeah, that's what she was saying. People get kind of drunk on power yeah. with it because they, they, they see the, it's like the one thing that you kind of start seeing like, like a oh, immediate result. next day after the first day you yeah. use it, you're yeah. like. Damn, I've um, never actually tried it. I'm a fraud. Oh my God. Well, hopefully to, uh, you get a free one from this conversation. Yeah. Oh, oh it's a French brand. They're not going to give us anything. Oh, they don't give a yeah. shit. Okay. No. Um, um, yeah, I just, I mean, yeah, and then anything French. Ooh, yeah. Any, a, you know, I'm trying to get my hands on A313. That one's really, like, that uh, one's impossible to get. Is that the same? Because here's the one thing about P50. I, there's so many different formulas. I just got the classic 1971, yeah. but like, yeah. What what's the is this a different No, it's the A313 it's is a like retinoid. a retinoid. Yeah, retinoid. Um oh, and that one they, Yeah, that one they actually don't. Like they sell it in drugstores in France and I think there's some like really bad dupes on Amazon, but oh, I don't wow. think mm-hmm. anyone actually sells it. Any retailer sells it in the US, so it's really hard to actually come by. But um I think but it's it's also just like a very very low dosage of retinol so it like people will see like immediate results without like the redness or anything and and that's why people have come to love it but I- yeah and it's also kind of like there it's funny how people talk a lot about well there's like k-beauty and like mm-hmm. um like you know like eastern beauty and then like oh people really they, i guess they, i guess people think about french skincare and i like the the mythology around it. it's kind of funny because it's kind of like oh like eat all the meat you want, like blast all the cigs you want. Like your skin can still look like yeah, this, you know, like it's kind of a really, yeah. uh, um, well, I was going to actually transitioning like into K beauty is like sunscreen. I'm upset. Sunscreen is one of my main, I wish it was like more in it's in the skincare category as it should be, but I also see it as like in the beauty category. Cause it's the number one thing that like preserves the beauty of your skin, but also it's like the base yeah. for ever, if you're wearing makeup. Mm-hmm. And so I have tons of different sunscreens. Like I love trying them. And this Centella Green Level Unscented Sun by Purito. Oh, yeah. Um, which my favorite skincare influencer, What's on B's Face, recommended. It's just like amazing. Yeah. I've, the I've, K-Beauty sunscreens are like next. Yeah. They're, they're all really good. I have a tab good, yeah. of that one open right now. I'm just waiting it, to buy it. Oh, you should try. I mean, yeah. it does. There's nothing like it. And it doesn't. It smells like nothing. Like it's just pure. Love it. Um, yeah, but that's my, like, that's the thing. My sunscreen, I mean, V what's in V what's on V's face. She got me to like, she was like, put it on, put on sunscreen when you're inside. Yeah. Because it, yeah. 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 
I guess I didn't be next to a window. You could be oh, next my to a God. window. Yeah, I told my friends out there, like, you're crazy. I'm like, no, it's trickling in and making me age. Yeah, I used to, uh, uh, in like as early as high school, my mom would drive me to soccer practice and I'd be sitting like inside the car with the sun hitting me through the window. And she'd be like, you need oh to put on God. sunscreen because the sun's hitting you through there. So I've kind oh, of like, yeah. Your mom seems ingrained. like she really raised you right. Oh, she, oh, she did a great job. She's a sweetie. Um, but yeah, she's like been super into skincare for years. Um, so that's yeah. one thing I've, um, I've, uh, I've kept up and now all this blue light hitting us, you know, we oh gotta... my God. wait, the last thing though. Oh back shit. To... Oh, no, from go, the ahead. Screen. go ahead. Oh, just about like <clears throat> what you consume. I do hate to say this because like people are always like drop your routine. And I'm like, I quit drinking and doing drugs. Mm-hmm. And I, I hate to say that, but that's yeah. like the number one thing you can do for your skin. Like, oh, I, absolutely. Definitely. I cannot believe like, that's another thing that's controversial. There are people like what you eat does not impact your skin. Like there, there are some people that say that, that like, I guess with hormonal acne, that's actually true, mm-hmm. but my skin, it's like a different skin. It's like a different level of skin that you can't reach when you're putting poison in your body all the time. But I understand. That's yeah, annoying, yeah. So No, absolutely. Yeah. What? I like, I went like a month and a half without drinking in this past summer. And even that like short amount of time and not doing any drugs or anything that short amount yeah. of time uh my skin like instantly just like looked mm-hmm. clear like had a little bit of more like like life to it obviously absolutely yeah. I, I think there's always like this there's this like take that people because usually if like you're not drinking like you're depending on like the reasons why yeah you, you will take up smoking and mm-hmm. oh, yeah. you know the the idea of being like oh this will kill me a lot slower than you know um alcohol yeah and I kind of feel the same way too, like with skincare, like if you're, you know, not that I'm like advocating people go and just like fucking smoke all the time. But like, I feel like alcohol has the hugest effect on the way your skin looks. Yeah. Like more so than anything That's really else. interesting. Uh, Cause they, that's like the main thing they push for smoking with like the smokers line. Lines, but yeah. No, I, I totally agree with you, especially in terms of bloat, redness, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like that hangover face. I it's just, yeah. you know. It's off it's, it's awful. Like your, you know, your alcoholic uncle with the perpetual exactly. red face. Yeah. So uh. so I do like people always drink more water, but it's like, well, then you're also like drinking a ton of vodka. Who gives a shit if you're chugging the water, you know? So <laughs> Yeah. Um I'd say that really helped my skin. I I, I believe that. I mean I, I need to start experimenting with that. Um, I mean, I, you know, I really do though. I so feel like it's curious. just like a personal, just to understand it. Mm-hmm. And like, look, like, okay. I clear, I did not quit drinking because it would make my skin better. Like that's a <laughs> commitment to sure. skincare I don't have. And I think if you can drink normally, then it's, then I would do definitely not like stop. For, I mean, maybe just don't do it all the time, but I yeah. will just say, I am shocked at how much better my skin is. Yeah. That's good. We love to hear it. It's like an added bonus. Yeah, for sure. And the person I know was the best skin I've ever seen in my life is, um, shout out Charlotte Shane. But I I asked her, I was like, what's your routine? And she's like, I'm a vegan that never drinks or does drugs. And I was like, yep. Okay. That's (laughs) next left. Yeah. Like once you're vegan and you're not drinking or doing, it's like, yeah, I I was vegan for two years Uh and, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like it coincided with like, and I was doing skincare. I was still drinking, but like mm-hmm. it, it, you do see some benefits. And so people who are like, Oh, diet doesn't play a role in it. It's like, you know, it, it, it kind of does. And not that like, I mean, you know, some people get mad when you talk about like meat consumption and dairy consumption and you just like 
ruffles some feathers. Like, oh, like, no, you're fucking, you're fucking moralizing and shit again. It's like, no, I mean, like, if, if you're, if, if the whole entire like ethics of it doesn't really um, turn you on and you, you're just more into like superficiality, like, then here, if you want to go, like, I mean, I feel like that's, this is awful. Not to like generalize about LA, but it's like, that's what gets them on the wellness kick. They know they're going to look good. That's it's why I've never good. Like, I love it's not I, because they give a shit. I've had <laughs> like, all these they, like addictions, but like I'm never smoking. Cause I was like my skin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like. Care about. If, yeah. And also, I mean, um, of course being vegan doesn't necessarily mean you're healthy. Like you could just be eating fries and that's obviously not great for your skin. But what yeah. I'm saying is if right, right. primarily plants, yeah. you know, you're, you're um, going to be good. And also of course, some people who don't, like there's also always an exception. Like there are people who have just amazing skin and eat like, you know, eat like shit and don't, they don't even do skin. You know, it's yeah. hard to know. A lot of this is also genetics. I think that when yeah. we talk about skincare, we don't talk about how much is just like inherited. Right. Especially yes. like at this it, age where like, yeah, somebody could be like not doing anything to their skin for the next 10 years and they'll look fine, but it could like catch up with them in further down the line very but, true. but for now like yeah i know a lot i know quite a few people who who just have perfect skin and they don't really take care of it yeah and i think you know it's really interesting with men i every time i've dated a guy i like really i've always noticed that like the men that i'm dating they'll be like the same age as me and their faces because them wearing sunscreen every day on their face was not normalized just look like 10 years older yeah. like they'll have yeah. like they'll right. be 30 and they'll have like the lines on and just because they didn't grow up being they're, they're, th- they're thinking so much they're, they're thinking so much so a lot that's of what it is they're heavy the in men. thought they, they're always the thinking man like, you know? and i think to myself wow like if i had those i would be like because from such a young age we're like brainwashed to be afraid of aging mm-hmm. mm. what do you where do you think that comes from i mean other than the gendered part of it because you yeah. know like because we were talked to a guy we had a guest on and his introduction into skincare of course like you know, well, his, his, his infatuation with it kind of developed from a sense of his own death, you know, well, that's like, really interesting, you know? Yeah. And, I, and so, I mean, of course, like there, there's the, the gender aspect of it, of, you know, retaining, you know, feminine youthfulness yeah. and, you know, like that's a huge part of it, but also like what, what's the death drive going on yeah. with people trying to preserve themselves? That's really fascinating. I was thinking today and like thinking about this podcast, my, best friend growing up in high school put on sunscreen when we were 13 every single day. And I remember being like, why are you putting sunscreen on your face? Can we just go? And she's like, no, I, my mom told me that I'm not going to age if I do this. And I remember, yeah, I, she has the most beautiful skin ever in the world. She did then now she does. And I'm, I'm, I would like, what, come on, we're 13. But like, even at that young age, you're already internalizing that you're going to be unattractive it's about death but it's also about being attractive yeah desirability and like i don't think that that's a thing that like plagues most young men and i also Mm -hmm. think i also think there's like a connection between capitalism and like having nice skin Mm -hmm. being indicative of like successfulness having money Mm -hmm. you know because you can afford to take care of yourself or whatever even though that's yeah so there's that too yeah. Well, speaking of, I think this is a good segue um, into, I wanted to pick your mind because I know you're very online, uh, but also like 
uh, <laughs> I'm glad you see that as a compliment. Thank you. No, it's online. not. I should. It's I should. Not. I should start. I should start. Resp- I'm always get really insecure that I'm so online. Yeah. It would, like I always have to like talk around it. No, just and, say but thank I'm going to start yeah. feeling that way. I'm Honestly, it's like, a oh. compliment because I was so much more online in my 20s, and I've like really pulled back. So the fact that you still yeah. think I'm online is like still got it. Yeah, still got it. Still got it with the youth. Still got you know? the brain poisoning, you know. Yeah, brain's fried. Oh. Um, what do you think about bimboification and himboification? Yeah. You know, yeah. like that you just see pop up on, or just like the glorification of it. One, I guess that's one thing we could talk about. But two, like, in I guess what is bimboification to you? You know, we'll we'll start with bim, bimbo. Bimbo before we get to himbo. himbo. Before we get to himbo, yeah, because I feel like it's very different. Yeah. Personally. Well, I mean, the core thing is just like kind of like, you know, leaning into being a dumb bitch and then exaggerating all like the stereotypical um, physical, like if we're true bimbofication, like the visual, like the visual and physical transformation. So it's like, you're going to have big boobs, blonde hair, Mm -hmm. like you're going for that bimbo look, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, definitely. And for men, I think it's more, it's a look, def- I mean, it's a look, definitely. I mean, these are all like white people looks in my mind. Maybe that's not fair, but like for himbos, I think of them as like, you know, sort of like a, like a standard white guy. But uh, I also think with himbos, it's really about just being dumb. I mean, I guess it is in both, but yeah, right. But you have the, you have the sense that a, that a bimbo is actually secretly kind of smart and maybe just do- performative, performative, yeah. but like a himbo is yeah. actually dumb. Actually dumb yeah. Right. Cause it's kind of funny to see the, like the Finta aesthetic of when you see like, like really fun, like really like the women you follow online who are like so online and smart, like, like they're, they're just very complex people, but then you have like, they'll, they'll do like a bimbo shot. Like, and it's kind of like a wink. They'll be like, well, oh, well, the, like the idea yeah. of bimboification is taking, is like, it's kind of like exploiting all of the horrible stereotypes for personal gain. Right. Mm-hmm. Of women. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, That's that makes a lot there's sense. that angle. It's like, um, sort of similar to like sugar daddy or something like that. It's just like, Oh, this is, this is how the world works. Well, I am going to use it to like make money. Um, whereas it doesn't, it's kind of an, I don't, himboification doesn't have that element. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of, I think, I think, I think I love the word himbo. I used to, it's funny because there've been different words for it. Like I remember growing up, I used to hear sex idiot which is like a guy. Yeah, that's that's oh, damn, I, I love that one. Yeah, that's what I, I've called, you know. No, sexy you know I'm not going to even reveal. But um, <laughs> oh, I, I've called kidding. men sex idiots I've dated, <laughs> but like, damn. which is horrible. But um, now you would call them a himbo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I was reading on Mel today. I kind of just skimmed it. Um, I think it's like a, I think it's like a comic called Beef Boys. Have you seen that? I have not. Oh, so I haven't seen that. Okay. I've no, sometimes people, it's actually great. I love that everyone thinks that I've seen every single thing. I have seen a lot. I have edited a lot, but not all. Okay. But the Beef Boys, uh, I think it's a comic. I kind of just skimmed it. Okay. I was like, oh, that looks fun. Because it reminded me of Himbos on um, the term Beef Boys. But uh, it, it, it was talking about how like they're like leftist heroes. It's like these like big, like beefy men yeah. coming in like to just like save you from from the from the, the the elite you know and i just kept thinking of have you seen uh john carpenter's they live i have not <laughs> oh, okay uh classic film okay. but it's he's a film buff they're 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 two 
beef boys in it. They're two himbos. It's 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 good. Well, I think it's also part of the himbo discourse, if you will. And and I think we wrote about this, but like there was also that whole trend of women talking about how they just want a man who can't read and how like like I just want a boyfriend who can't read. And that like because we've been so kind of bitten in the ass by like woke, really well-read male feminist men being complete like wolves in sheep's clothing, thinking of like an Aziz and sorry and like male manipulation. Louis C.K. like the predatory male feminist, right? Now it's like actually maybe like the guys that are dumb and haven't even intellectualized this stuff will treat you better. That's sort of the the idea. Yeah. Do you do do you think there's any truth to that? I do actually. I do kind of think so. I mean, but I don't. I think it's hard. You can't really generalize. Yeah. Um. So again, I I think you know obviously there are male feminists who aren't terrible and there are himbos who are terrible but like there is something super insidious about like men who learn the language of feminism only to kind of violate it and something about like a simple guy who's not I mean you know my current boyfriend is like the nicest boyfriend I've ever had and he's not as like red like he's not like you know reading the beauty myth you know whereas just anecdotally the worst most abusive boyfriends I've had have been like no every wave of feminism yeah so there's not a really which is sad that there's not a connection between understanding the oppression and like not being oppressive yeah well I think like uh intellectualizing it is a way of like that that I don't know maybe uh I'm gonna get into some weird territory here I don't want to get into it like not like in that like I'm trying to like say there's people are like I feel like men who like weaponize like like woke speak and like mm-hmm. feminism to 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 kind of just you know like at at worst be an abuser right like mm-hmm. I think it's they they see this as a tool right yeah like classic manipulators do um and they want to understand it because they they don't have like the empathy isn't built in yeah. the tenderness they isn't don't. built Absolutely. into them. And so it's like, it's like, oh, okay. It's in the same way. Like I have a friend who growing up, <laughs> um, you know, I don't think he's on the spectrum, but like he would say like, oh, like I used to look at people and what they were laughing at. Cause I didn't, I didn't, I couldn't understand what they were laughing at, but I understood that those are the things that made them laugh, you know? Right, like, right, right. It's, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's wild. And it's, I think growing up to like, as I'm aging and getting older, being like cognizant of like, my personal behavior in the past and like seeing where you kind of you've fallen into into these tropes and you're like holy shit what the fuck and like yeah. you know and well you you wouldn't think you would you know and it's it's yeah it's really unfortunate you have to do some like growing up and kind of like you know i mean gotta reach out say you're sorry to people but kind of <laughs> for like move on forgive yourself a little bit because i feel like we're now at this point like in culturally and online you know, with us understanding where, where, you know, in this Biden administration that's coming, like how the, 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 the very real, like, like merits of the culture war and like the gender war, right. Of just like having these discussions, but also that we're trying to take a step back and be like, where, like, where, how are we going to have, how does this translate to material, like, to to material things in our lives where we're all benefiting, you know, like, yeah, I think, I mean, that kind of makes me think of the, like, I'm not like other boys piece that, um, I know 
you mentioned in the email were like, yeah, I mean, there was a study recently that showed like um, almost all men like think that other men are more sexist than they are. So if you put the two and two together, it's like all men think that they're not sexist, but like clearly (laughs) someone is, it's kind of, it's kind of the same thing with rapists where it's like, everyone is like, I'm not, and none of my friends are, but then like weirdly there's like a percentage of rape. So it's like, someone has to be doing it guys. Someone has to be doing it. Um, but I think that's interesting. And that's like a way, like the gender wars are different, like from like, I think we can learn stuff from BLM and like talking about race, which I think has actually been so much more successful in sort of instilling in white people that like all of us are racist. Like it's been programmed into our DNA for some reason with men, like they, they, I don't think that they can do the same thing. It's obviously not the same thing, but like, why can't they all be like, we're all the way that we have been raised has made us all yeah. toxic to some degree. Yeah. It's all like, I feel like men are afraid to admit that it's very much like I'm the good one. There's yeah. bad guys. They exist, but like not me. Right. Yeah. There's, there's, yeah, there's like a little bit of bad in everyone. I think, cause it's also like generation, generational characteristics that are like subconsciously passed down that, that, you know, we're all trying to work our ways out of, I guess. But since we touched on politics for a little bit, I want to switch speeds here for a bit. And I was, we listened to this podcast you did back in June, I think. And you mentioned that how like politics and sports are like the same thing. And this is something that really resonated with us because Evan and I have been saying this for a while now. And I personally think, I mean, I know a lot of people think with the Biden administration, there's going to be some sort of like return to normalcy, more focus on policy, whatever, less fanatism. But I think it's just the beginning of this like intense, even more like polarization and like my team versus your team sort of sports atmosphere. But I'm curious to get your thoughts on it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I thought we'd be in a full-blown civil war right now. Um, I still think it's coming. Um, I think that, you know, it's the, I. that's kind of like what you described as the neoliberal position that like, we just need to go back to the Biden era. But that's sort of what's, it, what's crazy to, about that to me is like, it doesn't really take into account that like, what happened after the Biden-Obama era, like these people think representation is everything. They think like, because we had a black president or because now we have a black vice president, like everything is great about yeah. race and gender. Right. But like that's been a, proven as like so not true. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. the reaction, this this was a reaction in part to Obama being president, right? Yeah, so like, mm-hmm. I think that's like a failure to see things in context and also like a misunderstanding of, of what actually go, went on during that presidency. Um, it's just like things were a little more secret. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, everything's out at the back. You know, it's like, well, yeah, it's 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 interesting thinking of like as these announcements are coming out, like cabinet picks and the what what you know things are shaping up to look like, and like the just like dead on arrival, like not even trying moonshot like policies yeah. that like the Democrats are trying to like put out there. As though like I mean, because it's it's true. It's like I hate to keep feeding into things that are have been said a million times, but it's like, it's all, all at this point, all the Biden administration is going to do is just manage like the collapse of like Absolutely. everything. Like, and it's been like that for the last 40 years. And like Obama was really good at like being such, um, uh, like having the charisma to be able to like carry the, the cultural like moment through to kind of like 
have put to put like a screen on everything. You know what I mean? To be kind of like, yeah, look, not a lot's actually happening here. This is literally like you're, nothing's really changing. Yeah. And then oh, oh, like Trump took presidency, like Trump, like was very just mask off and all the things that it like in, until COVID happened, you know, like it's, it was, kind of, I wouldn't say it was an exact continuation of the Obama presidency because it's not, not at all, but like, it's, it's people think that these things are going to continue. Like they're going to be different. Like the Biden administration is going to like do a better job than fucking Trump administration with COVID, which probably like to a degree they will, but it's, you're still seeing like pe- people fumble the, the COVID response now and they're going to continue to do it. And the optics of it, just looking like, look, this is just the way it is. Like we, we thought with the Trump administration, the cruelty was the point. Well, with the Democrats, it's just kind of baked in and you can't really do anything about it. Sorry. Like we're trying yeah, but that's, that's, that's just my personal thoughts. Yeah, no, I mean, I think, look, obviously, like the Trump presidency was uniquely horrifying and there were things that right. he did that like no other president has done that were just like complete violations. So like not to say it's exactly the same, but no. I totally agree with you that like the problem is the system, not the individual players. Right. So like to go back to sports, like they are different teams, but they're still playing the same game. Mm-hmm. And I think like the leftist argument is like, we need to kind of blow that entire thing up because you're trying to make, you can't make real change in the system that like doesn't really allow for it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, but you know, I don't think we're there yet nationally. <laughs> yeah. We're not ready well, it's for funny. that. Well, I think it's fun that people say like, use the word we a lot, like as like as leftist, we, mm-hmm. and it's like, I think the biggest focus is like, you know, I know a lot of other people think it's too, is like focusing on a we, like how, how, how do you, where, where is this? Cause it, where is the big tent for the, for the, the, the progressive we, you know, cause it just feels like there isn't one, but yeah, that's the, eternal. maybe, and I don't mean to write off like activists and people who are like putting their lives on the line. Yeah, cause a yeah. lot of this is this, the sports ball of it all is like sports us being hobbyists and like using politics as recreation to like, uh, to kind of understand our like own powerlessness and, you know, with, within a system that we can't imagine or have a vision for anything changing. Yeah. You know, like. And I mean, I think to, to go back to the sports thing analogy, um, I, you know, I started out, the reason I kind of have that idea is starting out in political journalism where like a lot of like, it really is sort of like a horse race that you're covering, you know, like this person's doing better, like watching the results come in. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but I think like what this election taught me is we think we're obsessed with figure like but we have all these ideas about why people vote a certain way like mm-hmm. trump voters like i've seen a million different like studies and theories on why they vote for him right yeah. why don't we just accept like we don't really fucking know and i think like a lot of them it's it is like more of a sports team like they're racist and then the racist guy is running and they're like cool we're doing that like yeah. it's not that logical yeah exactly no it isn't yeah it, yeah it's well hopefully that's like a, a lesson learned i think it yeah. is and though I they'll, they'll always be like there will always be like a Trump voter. Um, yeah. Well, I don't know. Do people? Well, I think a big part like no, I agree, Emilio. I, I think I'm just like thinking out loud, but like it's wild to think about. Like we're now in this like period of, you know, like there's thirty percent, thirty like thirty million people who like buy into QAnon. Like like the, the I, I don't know how you get away from that. Like you you can't you can't solve that anymore that's like a new religion that's like the new cult like and then trump is this cult of personality he was not going to go away until he dies like in you know because he was uniquely positioned for the moment yeah you know yeah we can, i know that's that's <laughs> that's the eternal. weird alchemy happened it was this weird kind of like uh it just i yeah. mean do you think they're 
like on QAnon and into skincare as well. Well, I want to know what the sh- but well, I mean, they do think that like Hillary Clinton like drinks and bathes in the blood of you know she's doing facials with the blood of children. Yeah, yeah. you don't you don't do you don't, you're not on that the adrenochrome <laughs> diet. You're not. Oh my I, God. That's where I get all. That's why I look so yeah, beautiful. The, the vampire facial. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. All the the children. Um, yeah, it's it's wild. It's bleak, but yeah. you know, I would love to know like what the shitlords know about skincare. That's what I want to know. I want to go on the. I uh, mean, okay, the wait, goat. no, you guys have to look at this Mel piece. All the crazy that Amanda Mole, who's now at the Atlantic, did um, oh, yeah, for yeah. me as a freelance writer about all the crazy things men have done with skincare. It's insane. She interviews a guy who uses dish soap because he like doesn't think there's a difference between dish soap and regular soap. Like I would love to die on that hill. Dude, it is you read that piece and it's just mind blowing. It's mind blowing. That piece has like continued to be viral for years because people are just like, I can't believe this. Wait, how long ago uh did it did it was it published? Um a couple years ago. Oh, okay. Let me find. I'm going to find it right now. All the insane ways men do skincare 2018. I have a college friend that does that. The the, the dish show. What? Yeah. I, I He's like, know. yeah, my hand, my face is greasy. I want the grease to go away. Yeah, exactly. He's like, well, I have really like oily skin. <laughs> that, I think that was like two <laughs> years ago that I found oh out God. about him. And I was like, no, no, no. Well, it started it. out with her asking the question on Twitter, like, do men exfoliate? And then uh, that. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. That, that got so many insane responses. Um, I can't believe we, uh, I haven't read that one. Okay, you got, I think you'll really like it. Well, we'll dive yeah. into it. You should get some, I mean, the sources, of course, a lot of, you know, they're like not fully named, but you should talk to these guys. Right. Like, okay. the, I mean, first of all, they had no concept of like the chemical exfoliant versus the Oh, I bet, yeah. Physical. I mean, that's, what is- that's basically physics. <laughs> yeah. They're still at, you know, my face is a plate. Yeah. They got it. Uh, I like that <laughs> metaphor. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> got to get the porcelain yeah. clean, baby. Um, uh, yeah. So, uh, Evan, do you have any more questions? I mean, I feel like wait, I don't want to keep Yeah, on. I know. I I've, I've, oh, that's I okay. Bad. Um, I mean, I love um, this. I hope I did okay. It was skincare focused enough. This has been amazing. Yeah, no. This has been such an interesting conversation. Okay. Good, good. Um, I hope I didn't say anything fucked up. No, you didn't. <laughs> okay, I'm always. Did I? I mean, I feel kind of bad no. that I called him in a sex idiot, but oh no, we're gonna use unnamed. sex sex yeah. idiots with Alana. That's the name of the pod. He'd probably love it. And people, you know, yeah, people like, would click yeah. it. They'd be like, oh, oh shit, like, damn, yeah, we're gonna talk about <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna talk about sex. The word sex is in it. Yeah, no, we won't call it that. We'll call it something better. Um, yeah but um, should we do should we close off we have this segment called the do we do's and don'ts um okay. yeah you just uh we try to wrap up like uh our conversation you know it's kind of like a little mr rogers kind of send off mm-hmm. i don't know mr. like uh, okay won't you be my neighbor kind no, of thing oh um, not familiar no, but um so we like it's like oh, do we do this yeah. or do we do that it could be skincare related it, it doesn't be, anything, be skincare related you know? it's just kind of like drive home what it is that we all talked about today i'll go first do we do eat more plants, even if you're not vegan, because your skin will be glowing after it. What about you, Amelia? What oh you got? man, do we do? I was gonna, I was gonna say maybe, maybe try to drink less, but I also don't want to police people's um, drinking <laughs> habits. So, never mind, Alana. Okay, do we do is this thing? I believe they call it slugging. Slugging. But, oh. Uh, like a... 
again, on TikTok, there are a lot of people who swear by covering your entire face in Vaseline every night. Holy um, Because honestly, it do- it's non-commodogenic, which it doesn't clog your pores. Okay. Um, it makes you look insane, but it, it, it's, a, it's incredible. Like you wake up and you're just like the dewiest dude. Wow. And I wonder if that's it's cheap, it's great. Like a lot of people swear by this, but it's and it's like, but it's sort of unknown. So I would say do that. Slugging. Okay. Slugging. Right I like here. that slugging. I wonder if um this would make me think, speaking of toxic men, um, and uh if Lenny from um of mice and men would have done that to his face, you know? Anyone's familiar with that. <laughs> if he would have slugged all over his face. Oh man, I don't remember the specifics of mice and men. Maybe it wasn't Lenny, I don't know. Anyway, sorry, I was just thinking out loud. Damn, anyway, that's but that's a good dude slugging, slugging. Yeah. Slugging. I want you to try it tonight and then report back to me. Oh man, what if it? I'm scared to break it out. It's not. I just, I'm scared. Oh, yeah. Guys, I'm, uh, look, she's asking, it does yeah. not. Uh, everyone is so. Have you done send, it? Wait, have you done it? Talks. Me, I do it all the time. Really? You do it all the time. I mean, you're glowing, yeah. so it makes sense. Got the zoom yeah. glow. When you wake, it does not clog your pores. I swear to. I mean, that's part of the deal. Okay. I don't know. I'm so it scared. It looks insane. Someone was like, what about your pillowcases? And I was like, I, I was didn't just thinking even that. think about that. Like, yeah. clearly, I yeah. priority is this. Yeah. That's mm. kind of what I was I famously sleep on my back, so I think it would work. Yeah. Yeah. You are a snore. Um, another Dewey do. Okay. Dewey, uh, do we do read more mail? Ah. Uh, of course. Still plug, plug Log it, on to mailmagazine.com. Do we do wear more sunscreen? Um, always. Uh, do we don't go into your boyfriend's bathroom and freak out? Just kidding. Or you can freak out. Do whatever you want. I'm not going to police your emotions over it. But uh, give him a break about the little shavings. Or maybe don't. Because oh maybe... No. <laughs> that... No, have him clean that shit up. Yeah, clean, Why don't clean you just up. have a beard and then you don't even have to deal with this? I guess one well, be- you trim it. You, you, gotta, you, you gotta yeah. trim it. Unless you want it to grow forever. That's a lot. Well, I, I have like look. the built-in... Or get... get um. Do we do buy a trimmer that has like the built-in vacuum? You still need to like clean up like little bits and pieces. But it does do a great job. Oh, that's a great idea. It, yeah, put that on the gift guide. Oh, there we go. Um, oh, yeah, wow. that's it. That's all I got. Okay. That's all I got too off the top of my head. Um, do we? Alana, we want to... Th- oh, 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 we got, got one. Go oh, no, it. I just have it. one last one. Perfect. Hell yeah. And it's skincare related because... Yes. So my skin has never been better in quarantine, which is crazy because I'm not doing like the usual facials and all this stuff. And mm. do you know why? Because I started using retinol. Oh. oh, and I'm so pissed that no like dermatologist or facialist ever mentioned this to me, and really? I'm convinced because like your your skin gets so good at like they you don't, don't really need, need them anymore. To. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. there's like this texture problem I've had for years that facialists yeah. are like, you just need to get more facials gone from this retinol. I can't honestly. I I understand there's like this adjustment period where you first start using it and your skin looks bad and you have acne mm. and it's red, but yeah. push through. Because 30 days it's, yeah. it's, it, I mean, I have the, I have the different like that you get at, you know, CVS or Walgreens for like $15 or something. Maybe it's more than that, but I like mix it. Like I have like a nice oil, like a rose oil. And I just mm. put a little tiny bit in every night and my face is snatched. Uh, well, we wish this were a visual medium because then we would show everybody how yeah. much you're glowing. So I mean, I uh, did, was... did do my face just for you. Oh, yeah. We saw yeah. the teaser. Yeah. We put it up on um, the story. We're like, yeah, hell yeah. Did you get a screenshot though, Evan, for the uh, the promo? For Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm recording the video oh, too. Oh, got it. But got I'm it. Not, we won't publish the video. No, no, no. Um, 
Okay. You know, people would identify where we live with it all, you know? They'd be like, oh. They'd see our beautiful homes. All right. Well, this has been episode 27. Se- episode 27 with Alana Levinson. Yeah. Go check out. Oh, do you want to plug anything, Alana? Do you have anything that mm. use this moment? Um, I don't know. Just follow here. me. Follow mm. me. Twitter, Instagram. I'm trying to be more on Instagram and less on Twitter. <sighs> Better for my mental health. Weird. I think yeah. so too. Yeah. yeah. I think so too. So well, at Alana Levinson. Yeah, we'll, we'll add those links into the uh, show description. Amazing. Yeah. All right, bye, everyone. Bye.